Hey, everybody. We're Bob and Audrey, a husband and wife team. And this is our podcast all about relationships. We are marriage and relationship enthusiasts. Believe me, there is a God-given design to thrive in both life and love. And we think that Jesus is amazing and worth following with everything you have. On this podcast, we are putting together the truth and best practices we have learned over our 35 years of marriage, and more specifically, over the past 18 years, where we have spent our lives helping people love their relationships. After getting through our own family crisis, we became passionate about rescuing and mentoring others. We have authored numerous books and developed on-demand courses that can be found on our website, lovemarriedlife.com. And with all that said, let's dive into the episode for this week. And we welcome you to our podcast. We're Bob and Audrey. It is all about relationships, episode number 132. And I love the direction we're going today. We're going to be talking about having a clear focus. It's like looking through glass, a brand, Hmm. someone who can't see and they get a good pair of glasses and like, I never knew the world looked (laughs) this beautiful and this colorful. And I believe that a clear focus can really result in everything that we want as far as relationships goes. Um, What we want to talk about today is moving the needle in our lives, you know, kind of moving the football down the field. Yes, it is. And so here we are at... approach we're june yeah we're, we're midway through this year and i'm just saying in preparation for today's podcast i was taking my own personal inventory and it was just like i wanted to be further ahead this year uh hmm. than than where i'm at hmm. and so i just needed to kind of take an honest look at me and possibly were there dis, uh, were there distractions, mm. you know, that have kind of brought an interruption to the flow or the direction I was going. So. I love that. And that's what milestones can do. When we have milestones, um, we all use milestones often, like Mondays, Miracle Mondays. <laughs> that's when the days that you start eating right is on yeah, a Monday. Always on a Monday. Because it's a milestone. We can start, it's a good starting point. And, you know, a new year is so wonderful. But, and now it's half a year. It's almost, it's almost halfway through our year and it's a milestone, but any reason to take inventory Mm -hmm. is a great thing. I don't, Mm -hmm. whatever it is, Bob, it's always good to take inventory of what's going on. Yeah. And I love this, uh, the, the milestone of a new day, Mm. his mercies are new. Probably my favorite. Yeah. Bob, that's probably my favorite new beginning mm-hmm. is the day. I is get the, it. I, love, I get a new day. I love the morning. I love that it's a new day, a fresh start. Uh-huh. I, I love the idea that God created the rhythm of the world to have milestones. Yeah. Yesterday is over and today's a new day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, and in Jewish culture, the, the new day is in the evening. Yeah. And so at let, let there be a sunset to the day. Yeah. Then you can rest in peace mm. and awaken in the morning with new, new oh, mercies for I your life. Oh, I love that. I yeah. love that. So as we were going, and the other thing I was thinking about seeing clearly and having clear focus was even a windshield, like driving a car with a windshield that's dirty mm. is never fun. Let today be possibly a new beginning for you where it feels like the windshield of your thinking and your thoughts and your focus is just getting washed clean and you will see through new eyes Mm. of the possibilities that are ahead 
for your future, for your dreams, because you know, you will, the Bible says, seek and you will find. And what that's really saying is you will find what you're looking for. So if you're looking for beauty, new beginnings, if you're Mm -hmm. looking for for fresh possibilities, uh, you're going to find them. Yeah. Hey, something neat is happening in our lives this week. Audrey and I were celebrating 38 years of marriage. 38. I love it. I love it. It's our anniversary and it's, it's a, again, another great milestone. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then I have a question, you know, to ask ourselves and yeah. to ask you, and it's simply this, how do you tell the story of your relationship? Yeah. That, that was a thought that came to me is, you know, how do I, how would I relate or tell the story of our relationship in 38 years? And I think it's a, a, a big indicator, you know, with regards to the health of it. Yes. We've had 38 years. I mean, we've had a lot and have <laughs> It's been, just a lot of time. It's awesome. And we <laughs> we we just spent... The only thing it does is make me feel like, whoa, I'm older than I think I am. Because yeah. that's, that's a long time to be married. <laughs> it is. I think we are older than we think we are. <laughs> I think I'll just stick with that story and say I'm probably a lot younger in my head than I think I am. Yeah, but yeah. anyway, move on. Well, so the thought is this, is that what do you think about mm. when it comes to your relationship? Is, is it about me or is it about we? You know, do we have an us story? And so all couples, you know, you and I, we all have a story about our relationship. We have a story about, I wouldn't call it our first fight. Our but first, it, we do call it, it was, our first disappointment. It was definitely a disappointment. The first definitely awkward moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a, a story about our wedding day. Yes, we okay. do. Um, we have stories about the different seasons in our lives, yes. you know, that we have all gone through. And yes. so then what it would be, you know, how would you then describe the story of your relationship? Well, um, John Gottman um, makes this statement and he says this. We can, as couples, we can either glorify the struggle by highlighting the good times in their, in our relationships and by making light of the bad, or people can tend to focus on their disagreements and look back on them with resentment. Mm. So there is a narrative that we can have about our relationship and then even how that would be communicated and how others would experience us. Yeah. Yeah. When you read that, I was thinking of a book that I read where, where the guy says that, that he who cherishes a beautiful vision, a lofty idea in his ideal in his heart will one day realize it. And when I think of that line, Bob, when I read it and I memorized it, it was more the word cherished Mm -hmm. that came in my into that really was kind of like the operative word in that. Because when you cherish a beautiful vision or a, a lofty ideal in your heart, if you're looking for that to be a beautiful story, it will be. Yeah. Because there's, of course, there's opportunities for the first fight, the disappointments, the in our in our marriage, even a crisis. But you know what? Do we st- tell that story or do we call it a love story of redemption yeah. and just cherish the beauty of that which has happened. Yeah, because I love talking about the history yeah. of our relationship. I love being able to share those stories with our kids. I love telling um, them how we met, you know, yes. our courting, our early years before there were kids, that there weren't too many of those. Yeah. <laughs> we had kids right away. Yeah. But the uh, we have an extremely positive way to speak about and identify our history. And 
we have a lot of bumps, you know, yeah. in the road. There, mm-hmm. there were difficult times, but we truly are better together than we are apart. And so then I can think about how we're able to get through adversity and we can do this together. There's a lot of fondness and an affection, you know, that we share with right. one another. Yeah. And so all of these, let them be markers that, hey, let's share. Uh, because your story is your story. Yes. And there there might be some real difficult, painful seasons that you've gone through. Mm-hmm. But have you allowed the redemptive love of God to touch those mm-hmm. and really transform your heart and life? The other ones that I was thinking about is that um, is that we have different personalities. We'll talk a little <laughs> bit about that today. And they can either be an irritation or yeah. something you absolutely adore and love about the other person. And it was those very things that were um, at that um, initial point of finding and falling in love with one another. It was another. the chemistry. It's when you put yeah. this with this, it makes that. <laughs> Something you <know>? new. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's I called lo- chemistry. Also, in our 38 years, I feel more understood by you today wow. than previous. So do you feel understood and cherished and loved by the other person? And then it ultimately, you know, results into this place where I feel close to you. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, in this mile marker of this year, this would be my prayer for you, that in your relationships, that you are moving the marker, that the needle is advancing with regards to feeling close, feeling valued, and feeling loved. Yes, I really do believe that. And that's with your relationships with your parents, your kids, your friends, your brothers, your sisters, everybody. Because what you have a story with every one of those people. You have a story with your friendships. You have a story about your relationship with your kids. They are all love stories. And you get to co-create that story depending on how you are going to see through the glass. Yeah, if so, you are going to see through that windshield and it's it's toxic, then that's the way you'll tell your story. But if we want to clean that toxicity off, maybe you could see brightness and you could see the color in some of the relationships right now that you would likely describe as your more difficult relationships. Mm-hmm. So in life, we recognize that we actually do have choice. And because of that, I can live with greater intention. Yeah. I can be far are more proactive than than what I thought. And so the opposite, and this is what I was finding, the opposite then of living life with intention Mm -hmm. is living life with distraction. Yes. And so I I did. I I thought, okay, what have been some of the markers of distractions, Mm -hmm. you know, for me this year that have kind of, you know, uh, delayed where I actually wanted to be? Mm -hmm. And with that, I can actually take personal responsibility. And for one, I found a huge setback. And I was really surprised by this because I did a a health treatment with regards to a lot of sun damage over Mm -hmm. the years. You know, with my bald head, I've I've, I've absorbed a lot of sunlight. (laughs) And so I went through really six weeks of, of, detoxing of my my skin going through a pro- I didn't know the extent of it no. but the outcome has been very very positive mm-hmm. but for me that has been a, a distraction or a setback but yeah. yet 
but yet was it? It's it's very positive. Yeah. Exactly. Sometimes we think is a distraction can actually be something that we needed mm-hmm. to follow our heart and pay attention to. I think a good question to be for for you guys that are listening is what has been capturing your attention? Yeah. What has been capturing your attention? Because we in this um, in our direction today, we want to help create movement for you to help you to make advancements. Yes. Because you can't steer a ship that's not moving. So we want to just bring energy and excitement because excitement is contagious and our excitement for you and your life, knowing that Mm -hmm. you do have the authority to co-create with God, the narrative of your story. Mm -hmm. I just want you to feel that encouragement. So allow yourself to give your, your thought and your attention, your energy, your focus to that which advances your life. Yeah, exactly. The, what are the desired outcomes that you have? So I, I just asked you a big question there. Mm-hmm. What are the desired outcomes that I actually have for my life in direct relation to all of my relationships, my relationship with you, my children, you know, my colleagues, you know, my community? What what is the desired outcome that I have? And now you kind of create a, a mental image of that. But then I really would encourage you, go the next step and actually write it down. Mm-hmm. Write it down. Scripture says, write, write down your vision clear so that all that see it or read it can run with that vision. And so creating by faith a clear mental image of it is mm-hmm. one thing, mm-hmm. because then I can give my um, my mental focus and attention to it. But then what I want to do is I want to begin to write this down, and then I need to share it with you or yeah. share it with others. Yeah, going back to the quote I had from that book is, he who cherishes a beautiful vision. If you, you truly cherish it, you will write it down, you will tell others, you will bring attention to it to your intention. It's like bringing attention to your intention and then giving that intention attention by writing it down (laughs) and talking to others. Intention, attention, intention, attention, Mm -hmm. intention. I hope you're hearing, hearing what we're saying, but I love your question, Bob, what are your desired outcomes and what intention and attention are you giving to those? And you know, Bob, when it comes to distractions, you mentioned this distraction thing. We tend to give attention to mm-hmm. distractions yeah. because it happens. But we also, another term that we use is we tend to pay attention. Like we use the word pay, pay attention, so pay it attention. Cost, it's costing me so something. So that is a monetary term. Mm-hmm. So paying attention is something that is very, you you have so much attention in a day to give, to pay. And so distractions, um, I'd like to take a little time, Bob, and talk about distractions not because I love giving them attention, but I want to give them um, some understanding because I'm recently been saying this year is that we just started believing there's no such thing as problems. There's just always a lack of understanding. So I want to understand distractions so that I can put them in their right, rightful place. Yeah. Because when we think about setting our intention, yeah. Okay. Where then I will give my focus and attention. Yeah. All right. So you got that there. Right. Here's the idea. Then what I need to do is I need to resist. Okay. The things that I resent, which are really distractions. What I'm saying here then is that I actually need to bring greater force or effort 
you know, to my intention. But that's I, a natural I, human reaction. I think yeah. that when you tell tell someone, okay, you need to give this more intention and attention. Okay. Yeah. Well, then what immediately. What are your intentions? Well, then immediately I've got to work harder. Effort. Put a lot of effort into this. And number two, I've got to move away mm-hmm. from the things that are distracting me. I've got to move away from resentments. I've got to turn off that relationship. Yeah, I yeah, need yeah, to, yeah. to say no to this. And we often talk about, we like to say, make our yes bigger than our so no. much stronger than mm-hmm. our and bigger than our no. So because when we make our no really big, it actually takes power to do that. Mm-hmm. If I put the value of a resentment to the distraction, then all of a sudden I resist the distraction and I can actually resist an individual. Mm. And then what I'm doing is I'm harboring or I'm creating a hard heart in myself. Right. And I don't want that because actually what's happening is that I'm becoming fearful of the distraction. Therefore, I have to isolate and and move you away from me. And so here again, fear always controls and it's robbing from me energy and it's even requiring my focus. It's true. And you know, when you, it's so good what you just said, Bob, about a hard heart, because when we're moving away from something, say, I resent that. We can do this to ourselves. I resent what I did. I regret Mm. what I did. I resent what that person did. I resent this part of my story, whatever it is that we are resenting and Mm -hmm. regretting. We do tend to mo- take energy to just keep it far away as yeah. possible. And then we get a hard heart to protect ourselves. But Bob, a hard heart is a heavy heart. Yeah. And when our hearts get heavy, we just don't level up. We aren't, you know, we're talking about this clear focus gets us our ultimate results. Well, ultimate results are really just leveling up. And you can't level up if your heart remains heavy. Because it's just too much to bear. You know, I do, I do want to tell a recent story about this. Um, it was just two days ago. I was in a session with a guy doing heart work. And the subject of regret came up. And it was revolving his mom. And in this story, it came to, came to light that he had cut his mom out of his life because of her manipulation and her lack of boundaries and yeah. all the things. And for him, it was extremely painful. It was so painful mm-hmm. that it wasn't even, it was so painful that he couldn't have her in his, his life. And she was that source of pain. And so I absolutely listened to that and I went, of course, of course, of course. So I said, what do you do when you think the subject of mother comes up or you think about mother? He goes, oh, I avoid it. I avoid the Mm -hmm. thinking about my mom. I never think about her. And then I had to just bring attention to the fact that you avoiding that and pushing her away just takes energy to keep that Mm -hmm. far away. Mm -hmm. And Jesus wants to love you in a place where you just don't have to extend, expend so much energy to keep her so Mm -hmm. far off. So I said, would you be willing to see... Well, some people then would put labels like you're dangerous, you're toxic, you know, you're damaging, you know, you're controlling, all of those. Yes. However, we might might label another person. But what I want you to realize is just the amount of energy that you have to exude to keep that distance that distance you know away from from yeah it's it's tragic it is and so this came up but the way that conversation evolved that Mm -hmm. only god and the holy spirit counselor can do is that what if we were to take this dirty dirty toxic windshield and what if you could see a little clearer 
What if we could move yeah. some of the 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 the, the, the um the dirt and the demise, all the things, the deceptions, all the things? What if we could clean that off and you could see a little clearer? But anyway, um, he he, I had her him put her in front of him and just thank her for something. It took a long time, but he thought of something to thank her for. It was hard, and um, and then after that, I just it came up that. I said, what did you need from her that just tell her what you needed from her and that she couldn't give? Well, bottom line, she, she just couldn't give him a hundred percent acceptance. She just couldn't accept him for who he was just without performance, without any expectations, just unconditional. Do you just accept me mom for who I am? And she was never able to do that. And then what happened was I said, could you, instead of seeing her as a mean, manipulative, deceptive person, can you see that she's scared? Because beneath that person who's manipulating you, she's controlling you because she's so scared. And I said, what is she so scared of? And immediately it's like the glasses mm-hmm. came off. Yeah, and that veil was uh, lifted. The veil was lifted. He goes, sure. you know what? She's so scared of not being accepted herself. She never received love as a little girl herself. Mm. She was never accepted. She's scared that I will reject her. And the very thing that's happened is that that I've abandoned her. And that is her greatest fear. She's scared of this. And he went on and on. I said, are you seeing through eyes of compassion? And he says, I am. And I said, I said, I said, can, she is not able to give you the gift of a hundred percent acceptance. And I pictured it like a present because she doesn't have it in her hand to give. For some reason, she has never received that acceptance, so she can't give it to you. So will you, are you willing, do you want to give her acceptance? Mm-hmm. And because he had eyes of compassion, he said yes. Yeah. And then in, in his secret place with his eyes closed, he saw a beautiful, beautiful box. And he was with Jesus because he goes, yeah. I can't do this without Jesus, but Jesus and I together can give her this, this very cherished, valuable gift of acceptance. And she received it. And in his heart, they hugged. Yeah. And all of a sudden, resistance was gone. Now I said, tell me the story now of your, of now your mom. tell me the story. And he goes, now, as of today, this is my story. I had a mom and it was difficult because I didn't feel accepted, but it was because she didn't feel accepted and never went through that process of really finding acceptance. But there was a day when I gave her the gift of acceptance mm-hmm. and she received it. And there was a flow. And, you know, I don't know what's going to happen. That was just a couple of days ago, whether the relationship will get re- like reconciled. It's, it, but that's for not, him, the story has changed. changed. He said the entire story has changed. Now he yeah. has a story to tell everyone when he mentions his mom. Right. And it's a beautiful ending. Right. So how do you tell the story of your relationship? Yeah. Right away, you think husband, wife, spouse. How do you tell the story of your relationship with your children? With your mom. With your mom, your dad. Yeah. How do you tell those stories? You see, this is where Jesus, you know, really wants to come in and begin to heal your broken heart. Because a hard heart is a heavy yeah. heart. Yeah. And when you, just the lightness. How many times do I hear people saying, I feel so much lighter? Yeah. Because you're not exuding that strength to resist that person anymore. You've, you've brought acceptance. Yeah. Because a lot of times when you want to live a life of intention, mm-hmm. the first thing that you go to is what do I need to do more of and what do I need to stop doing? Yeah. Well, those things can be very healthy. Healthy habits are wonderful. And the, Establish this, them for you. And this 
very guy might do something. I don't know. Sure. That's, that's between him and his own heart. But what precedes that is actually knowing and experiencing the love of God. Yeah. Because when you do, then you have a better understanding of the world around you. Mm-hmm. You know, the world around you with its unique cultures and customs and traditions. And now I can still be me, but I don't have to operate in fear. But in love, I can begin to move towards others and create uh, an enlarged capacity to be able to have a relationship with them. And then Jesus really does begin to heal my heart. And when that happens, I begin to lift off of my life these limiting beliefs. So if you're trying to bring advancement to your life, yeah, there may very well be a limiting belief that you've been using a lot of energy and force to keep submerged, yeah, you know, to to keep it away. Mm-hmm. Why? Because there might be an element of fear of it being a, a distraction or it polluting or diluting what you're wanting to do. Yeah, and so fear. Fear has no place right. in this. In advancement, really. Yeah. Like fear really doesn't have place in advancement. And um, the thing is, is that if we truly want to see clearly and have that focus um, and get the ultimate results, we have to level up. And that really means getting uncomfortable, like getting out of our comfort zone. Like this guy, I was so proud of him because he paid attention to something he had been avoiding for years. Like he, remember we talked about paying attention. Mm -hmm. He paid attention to something that was hard for him to pay attention to his relationship with his mom. But because he gave his attention to that and brought resolve with the help of God, he is now able to be lighter and now he can level up. Who knows what the possibilities that lay ahead Mm -hmm. for his beautiful vision. And as as he one day is realizing that, wow, I get to tell my story from the perspective of my choice. Yeah. Yeah. So in removing the resistors in my life, is there a place then where I have hardened my heart with a resentment? Mm -hmm. Because resistors will slow you down with regards to the advancement and growth that you're actually wanting to bring to your heart and life. Yeah. Yeah. You guys, I just hope that you're hearing the encouragement here because I feel like God speaks to you beyond the words that we talk on this podcast. I believe that as we're hearing this, you're filtering it through your experiences, the people you know, the this, the the um the season you're in right at the moment with certain people. And and in those seasons, God is speaking beyond our words directly about you and what mm-hmm. you can do to feel so loved. It's always loved. God's not you know, I feel like he doesn't correct us as much as he course corrects us. He's correcting the course of our life saying, you can choose love here and it's not going to hurt you. Yeah. It's, it's, it's safe to love when you're so loved by God. Yeah, because it is changing the trajectory of my life, mm-hmm. but not out of fear, but because I have been so very, very loved. And that then becomes so real. So again, what do you want more of in your relationships? Are your actions taking you to that place? Because ultimately, what you're seeking for, you will find. Yeah. And, and put it in reverse. Yeah. You'll find what you're seeking. Yeah, exactly. And are you talking about it? Um, Bob and I just recently had, um, we talk, we're, I just, we never level up <laughs> to the top, you know, when it comes to our relationship. And we just talked about something this week we had never clearly talked about before. 
and we leveled up a little bit. It was just, you might want to call it something frivolous, but it was something that was about a distraction. We all have different distractions, you guys. They're not universal that distractions are in a certain box. I tend to be distracted by different things than you, Bob. Mm -hmm. And I personally tend to get distracted by background noise. For the first time, I said something to Bob and I said, you know what, love? I would really appreciate it if you used AirPods. Like you have a set of AirPods, even just put them in one ear so that I'm not having to be trying so hard to tune out what you're listening to because... You know, it just feels like you're not being a te- like you're not real thinking about me. You're okay. not thinking about me okay. when you're listening to that without using an AirPod. Yeah, yeah. And then your response? Well, my response was it simply led into a, a simple conversation because Audrey uses her AirPods all the time. Yeah. And I'll want to get her attention, or I'll <laughs> say something, and she's completely oblivious. Doesn't oh, yeah. doesn't hear me. No. And so for me, that moment's gone. Yes. And and I'm on to the next thing. I don't want to disrupt her. I don't, you know, need to go across the room and but tap I, her on the shoulder. But it feels like I'm shutting you out by wearing those AirPods. Well, that's it might the way... feel like you're ignored by me using those AirPods, and I didn't know this. Right. And so we had a great conversation about yeah, it. Yeah, I think so. We found out we were different. Yeah. I said, really, isn't it wild, Bob, that the very <laughs> thing that I think that you, that I think you're being rude, that I'm actually being rude by doing the very thing that I think you okay. could be doing. But again, there's not a right or wrong here. No. But it is a difference of perception. Yes. And how we perceive the other person and then the judgments that we pass, yes. you know, against them. Yeah. Which then gives you a right or a way to behave. Yeah. That you see, that seems right to you. Yeah. So when we talked about this together, we, the lights turned on and we went, wow, here we are trying to love each other better. Yeah. And we're actually bugging each other by, you know, well, well bugging is a strong word. Okay. It's not other. that strong, but it's just different. It's just different. But because we talked about it, we leveled up and we came to some new understandings. It wasn't a problem. It was a no. lack of understanding. No. So now I, we can, we can be aware of this. We're just going to be well, a little I, more I'm aware. I'm simply aware that for me, that you are easily distracted by <laughs> sounds or yeah. by a television or by music. You like to hear what you want to hear. Yes, That's a real thing. <laughs> it is true. Okay. So if I want to watch the news, it's Ooh, not around you. That is not around me if for I sure. If I want to listen to the music, I need to put on the 70s. Yeah. Otherwise, those are the kind I like. that's what she wants to hear. Right, right, you right. You and I classically <laughs> drive in silence because <laughs> talk radio is not an option. Oh, I am not listening and to talk so radio. And so she likes to control yeah. the radio. So yeah. again, it could <laughs> it could very easily become a point of a problem or right. contention. But it doesn't but no, have to be. It's just different. Yes. And so and recently we've been how talking did we to, get on this? I don't know, but recently we've been talking about convictions and you, oh, you yeah. tend to have your own convictions of what's polite. And you want to put those convictions on someone else. You have convictions of what's anything. And you want the other person to hold your convictions. Hmm. They never will. They have their own convictions that they wish you would hold. So you know what? Knowing that we have these convictions, we can each put our convictions into this pool of mercy and just work it out and yeah. say, you know what? For every situation, there's a way to work because this what out. we It's not right or wrong. What we share is the desired outcome. Yeah, exactly. And that is to be comfortable with one another. Yeah. You know, in each other's uh, presence. Yeah. And also to bring growth. Yeah. And so will we be different? 
Absolutely. But we leveled up just by having that conversation because it was another way we can each love each other in a way that's sensitive to each other. So um, I really am believing that this clear focus, just even imagining seeing your relationships with a clean, clear focus, and we'll get to the ultimate results to see the beauty and how you're going to tell your story with all of the relationships that you have. So hopefully to draw this podcast to a close, I want you to revisit the intentions of your heart. Set those intentions, write them down, make them very, very clear. Just don't give it a mental thought, but give it some real attention Mm. of what your intentions are. Mm -hmm. Okay. This is important to me. And because of that, I think it's important to us. And so how we're going to do this, I don't know. Maybe it's just something that's very personal that you just need to make for yourself. But in setting your intentions for advancement, it has to do far more with your identity of who you are more than the accomplishment of an achievement of what you've done. Hmm. Identity has everything to do with it because it comes to a place of real vulnerability of what is, again, the most loving thing I can do for all persons involved. Mm -hmm. So with my intention then comes this place of surrender and of a yielding to the Lordship of Jesus over my life. And he is the one who is only allowed to speak and to tell me who I really am. Mm -hmm. And cherish that beautiful vision that you have. Just really cherish it because every um, movement forward or achievement achievement that you're going to have in your relationships is also the result of just definitely of directed thoughts and attention to where you are focused. And so I believe that we've said it in many different ways, but my, my heart is that you've heard that there can be a lightness as you no longer avoid those things that you've resented, but move towards them and bring the new story to those so that they can be light again in your life. And then just a couple practical steps Mm -hmm. in bringing advancement to the intentions of your heart is simply this with intention. And I hate saying that word over and over (laughs) again, cultivate inspiration and motivation. How will you do that? you know, for you, for yourself. And then my last idea and thought as a real practical step is this, create a supportive environment. That might mean turning off electronics. Yeah. That might be actually taking the AirPods out. How will you create a supportive environment and cultivate the inspiration and motivation that you need in such a loving way for yourself and others. And just when you said that, as we close, I just wanted to tell just a little thing that's happened since we, um, since yesterday, um, a little teeny tiny hummingbird has made a <laughs> nest in our back porch and she is sitting on her nest over her eggs. And every day when Robert and his girlfriend, Sydney come in, they say how we've named her honey. Yeah. Janelle named her honey. Yeah. How's honey doing? And we go and give some attention to her and her little nest of young ones. And it's yeah. fun. Yeah. You know, when you said turn off the electronics, notice nature, notice mm. the beautiful things that are happening around you it, that, that are this mm-hmm. give that attention yeah. because there's so much beauty to behold in this mm-hmm. beautiful world that God's given us. Yeah. yeah. All right. If today was only 
for me, I'll take it. <laughs> okay. okay, if it was only for me, I'll take it. And I want to say happy anniversary, sweetie. Oh, thank you so much. 38 wonderful years. It's been a great yeah, story. Pretty awesome. <laughs> okay, How now we're crying. will you tell your story? Yeah, we'll Good. see you next Have time. Have a great week. Bye-bye.